Welcome to Story Arc, episode 11. This is a podcast where I develop story arcs with the help of guests and you, the audience, in the Fey Realms universe. I'm Trevor Sutton. Let's create! solo episode. If you stuck with us this far, you get a special treat. I'm going to do a reading of the first chapter. So, without further ado, I present to you Landscape, Chapter 1. I wake and feel the fell of dark, not day. What hours, oh, what black hours we have spent this night. What sights heart saw, ways you went, and more must and yet longer lights delay. Gerard Manley Hopkins I don't care who started it, Addie, Addison's father said in exasperation. Go to your room, he pointed with his finger and added, Now! Addison crossed her arms angrily, stuck out her lower lip, and marched her way into her room before slamming her door. Just like any six-year-old, she spouted and huffed and puffed about her room, making sure her father heard everything. Her blonde hair was wild, and her cheeks were red with emotion. Addison paused her tantrum and looked about her prison cell. Her parents had given in after a long battle and painted her room pink. Her bed was a white metal frame with a fluffy mattress. A unicorn and rainbow blanket laid on top, and it was her favorite to sleep with. In the center of the room was a small art table decorated with princess stickers and a pocket of mesh in the center. The mesh held Addison's drawing material, and it rested on an ABC-themed carpet. A pile of stuffed animals rested at the foot of her bed beside a dollhouse. She sighed dramatically at her toys. They knew she hadn't started the argument. A raven startled her by tapping on her window, causing her to squeak in fright. Addison stuck her tongue out at it and then pointedly ignored it. She quickly grew bored of sulking and moved to sit at her table. Grabbing her crayons and some paper, Addison decided to draw herself outside of her house playing in the sun, drawing her yellow box house with a red roof, a single green door, and a blue window finished off the structure. Next, she drew a huge circle for the sun and then began to draw some green grass at the bottom. It was a good house, and her toys agreed with her when she showed it to them. Looking out the window, she sniffled, remembering her situation and her imprisonment. Tears welled up at the corner of her pale blue eyes, and she wished she was outside and could be playing in the sun for real. Returning to her drawing, she began to draw herself in black, pressing too hard with her crayon, and out of anger, she snapped it. Mad at herself and growling at the break, she jammed the rear half of the black crayon into her crayon box and then returned to her pouting. The raven cawed at the window, once again startling her. She stood and marched over to her window with several angry stomps, shutting her blinds quickly while the raven flapped its wings frantically at her window. Addie then gave the blinds and the offending raven a savage raspberry in an attempt to release all of her pent-up frustration before stomping back to her chair, growing even more angry at the interruption. She sat back down and returned to her drawing, grabbing another crayon and being careful not to break it. She finished coloring the grass out front 
and then she made the sky gray and filled it with clouds covering up the sun angrily in order to better match the mood. Tears ran down her ruddy cheeks at the memory of her father's anger, and she wiped them away with the swipe of her arm and a long sniffle. She began to draw herself in her favorite yellow dress, playing out in her front yard with her stuffed bear. She drew a stick figure in black with a circle head and a yellow triangle for a dress, with two black circles on top of one another for her teddy bear. She paused, frowning at the smile she had automatically placed on the stick figure's face and realized her mistake. She wasn't happy. She was sad and mad. Addie couldn't undo the smile she had drawn on herself, and that was the last straw. As her anger and frustration erupted inside of her, she felt the emotions bubble and rise like a hot wave, uncontrolled and with nowhere to go. She grunted and gripped the broken black crown in her little fist. She then held the paper down aggressively with her other hand and started to scribble angrily. The raven began to caw frantically, beating its wings against the window, but Addison, ignoring the raven, continued scribbling on with her drawing, all while wishing she was somewhere else instead of being stuck in her room for a fight she didn't start. Unnoticed in her anger, the lights in her room from the overhead fan began to dim and pulse slowly as portions of the room began to shimmer and then fade in and out of reality to the rhythm of her ragged breathing. Undeterred and oblivious to her surroundings, she scribbled harder and harder with her broken crayon and her tightly clenched fist, covering the entire house and then the grass and sky in chaotic black scribbles. She didn't notice the temperature dropping and causing goosebumps on her exposed skin or the pervasive silence engulfing her as she scribbled out of anger and frustration. All of her energy and anger spent and gone. She stopped and looked at what she had done. She despaired at the destruction she had wrought on her otherwise fridge-worthy drawing. Her little shoulders shuddered and slumped as she put her ruined crayon back in its little box and lifted her head. As she became aware of her surroundings, she let out a gasp. Her room was completely dark, except for a small circle of light encompassing her drawing table. Other than her table, there was nothing, not even color surrounding her, nothing except for a strange, dark smudge in front of her where her bed and toys had used to be. She peered harder into the void, shivering in the sudden cold. A tight ball of emotion in her stomach felt like it was slowly rising up to her throat, and she swallowed hard as she brought her arms up to hug herself. The dark smudge was moving in the blackness, becoming more pronounced as it writhed and churned in ways that her mind could not comprehend. All she knew was that it was big probably bigger than her house, and maybe even bigger than the whole sky. The ball of emotion suddenly reached her throat and came out of her mouth as a piercing little girl's scream of unimaginable and uncomprehending horror. The darkness jerked suddenly, as if it were a living thing drawn to Addison's scream, and suddenly it surged toward her, its movements confusing her mind. It moved in weird, flowing, and skipping motions as if it had the consistency of living homemade slime that was there and not there all at once. Then the voices, gibbering and babbling, incoherently filling the air around her, they were inhuman and insane, growing louder with each passing moment till it filled the entirety of her consciousness. Addison cowered behind the art table, 
sucking in frantic breaths as she hugged her knees to her chest and placed her hands over her ears. Quickly, the thing surrounded her little ball of light from every direction, pressing in close but unable to pierce through the edges of the light as if it were an invisible wall. Eyes, mouths, noses, and a million other more sensing appendages opened and shut, becoming visible in the dark as they grasped towards her, dissolving and reforming as rapidly as they appeared. Addison continued to cower and cover her head as she kept screaming, but was unsure why all the monsters that had surrounded her weren't eating her or dragging her off. Was this what grown-ups meant when they said the monsters would get her if she was bad? The writhing mass became agitated when it realized it couldn't penetrate deeper into the offending bubble of light. Other appendages began to form and change shape in the inky dark. Tentacles, blunted knobs, claws, pincers, and many more, all of them striking towards her, stopping at the edge of the protective light, still unable to break through. Her scream cut out as she ran out of breath and held still and silent, her body locking rigid out of pure terror. Finally, she fainted falling limp under her table as her eyes closed, too scared to remain conscious. A faint caw pierced the air, followed by a crash of breaking glass. The small bubble of light started to shimmer and expand as Addison was slowly pulled back to her room. The furniture and the toys started to come back into view as the living black scribbles began to fade away into the pink walls. The horror around her screamed and battered itself uselessly against the expanding reality, attacking even faster to prevent Addison's escape. The chaos ended with multiple ear-splitting roars of frustration and insanity, the sounds reverberating through the cosmos as the horror began to fade and reality knit itself back together. The bedroom returned, completely unchanged as Addison lay in a crumpled heap under her art table. After hearing Addison's screams, her father came bursting into the room, finding her lying on the floor beneath her art table. Her skin was cold and as white as a sheet, and her breathing was coming in shallow pants. He saw broken glass and a small stone on the floor next to Addison's drawing table and realized one of the neighbor kids must have thrown it through the window on accident. He really needed to have a stern talk with whoever threw it, but that could wait till later. He checked his daughter all over, fearing she may have cut herself and smiling in relief as he found nothing as he touched her face gently. Addie? Honey? Wake up, Addie, he whispered urgently, lifting her out from under the table and placing her on the bed. Addison's eyes fluttered at the sound of her father's voice, and she looked at him in confusion, terror still in her eyes. She looked urgently around for the monster, wondering why it had stopped. What had happened, baby? he asked, sighing in relief as the color slowly came back to her face and her fear subsided. She thought for a second, her face scrunching up as her mind flinched away from what had happened. "'Scribbles, Daddy!' she cried. "'The Scribbles, Daddy!' Her eyes flew open in renewed terror as she started sobbing, flinging her arms around her father's neck. Her father gently cradled and stroked her hair, surprised at how hard Addison was shaking and sobbing as she held on as tightly as she could. Thank you for listening, participating, and being part of Season 1 of Story Arcs. You have been listening to Story Arc. I'm Trevor Sutton. If you like my show and want to hear more, check out Stoic Tales 2018 at podbean.com and subscribe. Please comment and be part of the show and leave reviews on iTunes. Thanks.